the Evening Rush Network. Real, raw, and uncut queens. Hey, hey, hey. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Hello, everybody. How was you guys? How was Monday for you guys? How was the weekend? Everything was all right. Well, my weekend was very busy. I'm tired now. Your weekends are always busy. I wake up tired. I don't know how I do it. I wake up and I could be up bright and early and then I'll be still tired. That's like, what happens when you're a busy businesswoman. Renee knows that. That's right. You need to be tired all the time. <laughs> oh, man. man. <laughs> that no, means you're doing it right. Time, man. <laughs> you're doing yeah, it right. Like You'll be tired now. So for later on down the road, you can just relax. That's right. That's Every time saying. I look for a vacation, somebody hit me up and send me a cash app or a Zell. So I'll be like, not this week. You want, like, <laughs> right. Are you going to turn down money? No, no. I need to travel and get everything <laughs> to do. So, you know, I can't complain. Yeah, no, no. No, no. No, I'm not. No, not today. <laughs> so we have our guest today. We have Miss Renee on. Hi. Yes. Welcome to the Queen's of Beyonce podcast. They call her Beyonce. They call her Beyonce. Well, we're gonna we gonna say it. Hi, Beyonce. Hi. Hi, ladies. Hi. How are you today, Renee? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Good. We had a busy day today. Every day is busy. See, except I'm Sunday. Right. Except Sunday. She said you need to always be tired, so you know she always busy. <laughs> Even on Sunday, I'll be tired. Oh God! So today we're gonna talk about <laughs> literacy. We're gonna get some knowledge on how we can better what we lack in financial literacy, and how we can better our finances and our just retirement situation. Relate. I could think of nobody better than Renee to talk about this subject. Aw, thank you. <laughs> Always working to help our people get their coins together. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. Hi, Ross. <laughs> okay, Renee. Hey, Ross. Introduce yourself. Let us know a little bit about you before we dive in with some questions. So I am Renee Rakenna. I am in New York, Long Island to be exact. I grew up in Queens and I am a financial coach. And I'm a CPA. I have a lot of background in money, making big companies money and helping them make it around the world. And now I'm doing that for our people because nobody else is going to do it. So that's my passion and my drive. I spend all my day trying to make sure that our people understand what it means to deal with money and this U.S. banking system and how certain things that we do every day can be devised to work against us. But if we're knowledgeable about it, we can get ahead of the game and play this monopoly game of life and win at it. Right. Amen. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be like Renee when I grow up. (laughs) (laughs) Because as you know, um, in the black community, we are not taught financial literacy in school. You know, from from young, we're not taught um, how to manage money and things of that. So we are learning as we go some people take a little bit longer than others but i feel like it's so it's good to see you a woman of color to actually be able to teach us how we can 
just better our financial situation because it's right. really a stress. So I, I listen, I had poor money management skills into my 30s. It took my mother to pass away for me to kind of like get it, like get the gist of it. Like, okay, all right, precious, enough. Like you can't be playing because you just cannot just rely on your mother to keep willing it back in for you, you know? Right. And that and and I was a woman with kids already. So that's all I'm saying. <laughs> It, so we gotta make well, sure we I mean, can't we, be too dependent on others to help us assist. Absolutely. No one teaches us anything. So if we're not taught it, we don't. We it's not like we just miraculously wake up one day and was like, huh, I know how to manage money. Right, right. That's true. I teach you what you didn't learn in school and what your parents never learned, so they couldn't teach you. So That's you lived it with the same belief system. If mm-hmm. your parents said you just spend until you pass away, don't worry about leaving anything then that's what you usually do. So I'm trying to break those generational curses and show people that we don't have to do that. It didn't work for them. They didn't know any better, but now that we know better and we can't hold that against them because it's intentionally kept from us. If it's mm. not in school, how are we going to learn that? So right. it takes us and our village to teach each other. Once we know better, we do better. Right. But even the school is slightly misinforming them. And I say that because... My daughter's in a school and they teach her financial literacy. And I noticed by them teaching her certain things, she was, you know, informative. But when I took her to open up her own bank account, she was like, Ma, that's not the same thing that my teacher said. That's not the same information with interest. And even like being that she's a student, it wasn't the same. And she actually was kind of more so... How can I put standoffish with the, with the subject? Because now she's like, but Ma, that's not what it is. I said, but mm-hmm. this is, you sat in the bank. You, you seen what was required. You signed your own paperwork. You had to provide your mm-hmm. own documentation. Even though at the time she was under 18 when I took her, they still informed her on what she needed on her own, even though, you know, I was still the parent. Right. And she was just like so disturbed. Like now she's like all the way on Bob. I'm just do what I have to do to pass the class. Cause even what even when it's being taught, it's not a hundred percent accurate, which is sad. Which that's very sad because sometimes you'd want to somebody to just don't tell me anything if you're gonna tell me the wrong information. Right. Or I'll halfway the right, right way myself, right? So yes. that that's unfortunate. Um, and again, it's really held. There's only four states in the U.S. that actually require financial literacy in school. Now, if a state outside of that is doing something, you know, they found a way around the rule. My child is in New York and we're not, our school is not receiving New York state funds so they can design the curriculum the way that they want it to. So I reviewed it. I added to it, but I'm glad that his school chose to teach it to seventh graders. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do know that there's information out there that can start as young as kindergarten. So mm. we, it's, it's up to us to take it upon ourselves to make sure that our kids are getting what they need to get. But then also we have to educate ourselves and it takes forums like this for us to help ourselves and help each right. other. Right. And then you take that information and you go and spread that out to other people. So that's what we do. We go and we try to help as many people as possible. Um, and there are some, listen, there are some who are just not ready to receive and whether it's financial literacy or anything else, they're, complacent. They don't want to do anything different. They're very happy with what they're doing. But for those of us who realize that our generation and our culture needs to progress and money is a voice and we need that voice in this country, we have to take it upon ourselves to get that information that we need because nobody's going to do it for us. Correct. Absolutely. I was telling my son, um, I believe I told you the story, Renee. Um, 
but I know you talk to a lot of people, so you might not remember. But <laughs> I, was, <laughs> um, I was telling my son about um, the fact that when I was younger, that my mother and my father did not require me to work. My mother and my father told me, as long as I get good grades, I do not have to You're work. welcome, Ross. And so I didn't have a job. When he turned 16, he was like, Ma, I want a job. And at first, I'm like, you don't need no job. There's no, you're not making nothing. You're not missing anything. What do you need with a job? But then I thought about it. I'm like, you know, Precious, this is, I really blame that. I really blame me not working as a young child or like as a teenager is what really paved the way for me not knowing how to manage the money that I was making. It was so easy for me to just get money from my parents. I literally didn't have to do anything to get the good grades. So now that he's working and he's making his own money and I'm on top of him, he's saving money. But I also told him that we he wants to invest because, you know, now everybody is talking about crypto and Bitcoin. So all of his everybody, friends. Are, everybody want to be in the stock market. Yeah, yeah, everybody, everybody's on that wave. But just that, just the fact that it even piqued his interest is what, like, I'm just like, I'm so happy for him because I had none of that. I had none of that mm-hmm. job. I did not think about getting up on a Saturday to go to nobody's job at 16 years old. <laughs> I, like, I didn't think. So, you know, I feel like that, that wasn't poor parenting on my mother um, and my father's behalf, but it was poor um, preparation yeah. for your child because, I, I honestly missed out on a lot of things that I should have been taught financially because I just thought money grew on trees because I just got it from my parents. Right. So that's your that's your parents' belief system that was passed to you, that you didn't need to work as a child. But the fact that your child has an interest in learning how to do something with money, we should never stifle that. And what I learned from when I had my son, who's 13, is that, yes, these children are slightly... Um, more advanced than we were as children, they understand that they don't necessarily want to have a boss and that they have ideas and they're creative. So if we can push them in the direction of helping them to make money, it's not about the money, it's about the habits. So when they start making their own money, then they don't think that money grows on trees. They know where money comes from. Not in this house. (laughs) Let me tell you. So my daughter, she's been wanting to work, wanting to work. So I'm like, okay, she don't have to work, focus on school. I've also been trying to push her to do her own business, regardless of whatever it is. She feels she's going to spend her money and spend my money. <laughs> I don't understand that. No, Even when I'm like, works. listen, you got to save, you got to save. Okay, but then it's now, then when she do save, she play, but I don't have no money. How you don't have no money if you just had like someone so X amount? My, you told me to save. So which one are we doing? Are we saving or are you just trying to spend up everything? So if in this house they just feel, mommy God, even I'll be like, I don't have no money. They be like, can you just tell us something else? Because we not gonna believe that. Like it's like a super miracle. I ain't supposed to have no money, and I I don't understand it. But in this house they just feel, mommy got it, and that's just that. And well, I you can, you can break it. You can break the habit. I've been trying. It's I've, and I've been telling her because your Lord. generation. Huh? It you starts with your generation. It. Break the I habit. Just, I just told you what happened with my parents. Hello. You gotta break Girl. the cycle. Sis. Girl, mm-hmm. I'm tired. <laughs> no, you're not. Because then I'm telling you, they're gonna always be dependent. You can no, actually she's she tired of them depending on her. That's what she's tired of. And this oh, is why I'll be trying to focus. Right. 
And I'll be trying to, um, you know, like with, like with Biscuit, he's only 13. So, no, I'm not. <laughs> she must be. Everybody thinks she's really trying. She must be. Oh, my, no, I'm not. Biscuit, he's 13. So, my son, he's like, Mom, can you know, I want to try to do my own business. So I'm trying to find his little nick. But my daughter, her, her issue is more so consistency. She mm. can make whatever money she make for that moment. And then after that, it's like, okay, I'm done. No, it's so much to do, and it's so much to get. Keep yeah, it consistent. Keep going. Girl, like one order she had, she did for Zeta Phi Beta. That was almost a $1,000 order. She went, yes, she did like over 30 pieces, pins and bracelets and everything. At first, she was like, Ma, I could just charge them two, $300. You will not. You pay for your material. You also have to pay yourself. So she was kind of nervous with giving a person the money. I said, it's either they're going to pay for the services or they're not. That lady sent her half with no problem. After she completed it in full, the lady picked up everything. She got her money. Now it's, so Ma, what's next? Uh, You want to make some more stuff? No, I'm tired. It was no, it's no consistency. So it's like pulling teeth. You, I mean, uh, maybe she has to fi- really figure out what it is that she right. really wants right. she to really do. Maybe that's, do. Just, that's just a hobby for her. That's not something she really wants to do. Right. So we have to find out what that is. Exactly. So even with her working, she doesn't, and I'll be telling her, listen, I, me personally, my thing is keep it simple. You so young right now, you don't want to burn yourself out. So by the time you get 25 and 28, you don't want to work. That's why mm-hmm. I don't stress her because you don't want to be at that point in your age when you don't want to work. Because then it's like, well, I got to do this shit just to get it out the way. You shouldn't have that type of energy. You understand what I'm saying? Because you've burnt yourself out so young with either some of you or, you know, a lot of kids are forced to work because of their household and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I tell her, just focus on what you need to focus on. But even when she works, it's like, okay, mom, now I'm tired. No, you apply for the job, now go to work. So it's, 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 oh God. It's you know, very interesting with the whole financial part. Is either yeah. keep it consistent or don't? Yeah, no, nah, we have to keep on them. We got to keep on them because you will you will have piss poor planning. Okay, I'm telling you, I'm telling yes. you, what you know, as spoiled as my kids are, and we right. <laughs> we know then that my son he go to work. He got a job at Old Navy. He worked. Okay. He worked Saturday and Sunday, and I remember his first week there. He wanted to quit, and I told him no. You picked mm-hmm. up a job, you are not gonna quit because it's is I want to like that's what he wanted to do. So you don't like I didn't force him to get a job. He didn't need to get one. That's what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I reached out to a friend who's a manager. She's able to get him in. Thank God. So now here you go. You get in and you work one week, and he was just like, oh, he was like, Mom, I don't know if I could do this. I saw oh, absolutely not because I don't want him to be like me. Like you know so. That's what it is. Renee yeah. is a financial coach. Yeah, so I'm a CPA, and um, yeah, um, we call ourselves coaches. There are many of us who are advisors as well. It really just depends on what our licenses are doing. But right. for the most okay. part, we call ourselves coaches. Renee, because- out, Renee out here getting licenses upon licenses upon licenses. My yeah, I should. Sure. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we, we, we want to focus on the literacy first, and then all that other stuff of the life insurance to build wealth and the investments to build wealth. Yes, we can do that too, but I want people to focus and understand that yes, we're here to coach them and build good habits with them and make sure that they're like your daughter. She's saving right at that age. You need to save at least half of it so that they build that habit. 
Right. That's a habit they have to build. You, you this is absolutely. It has to be consistent. <laughs> so we Renee, can possibly link her information. Me and Renee work for the same company. Renee is just better at it than me. <laughs> <laughs> so I Renee, just drop my calendar. What are some <laughs> what are some some big financial mistakes you see being made? Not saving. Okay. Not paying first. No, there's, there's lots of things, but that is listen, huge. Listen to that last one. She said, not paying yourself first. That's huge. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So a lot of people don't do that. And then they end up paying everybody else first. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the year, they've saved nothing for themselves. Right. So now you've worked for everybody else other than your own family and your mm-hmm. own children. Then what was the point of it? So mm-hmm. that's the major thing. Get people to understand that they need to save first. And then there's also people who are, they're running up so much debt that they don't realize the fact is that they can't afford the lifestyle that they've created for themselves. A lot of people are living beyond their means. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. So that's huge as well. So when we sit with them, and this is why I focus on the coaching The coaching will get you into those good habits, but it also identifies the things that you shouldn't be doing anymore. So, you know, running the Dunkin' Donuts, running the 7-Eleven, swipe, 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 when you don't realize that that interest that you're paying another company to be able to swipe over and over again, that's robbing your family of their wealth. Dawn asks, how do you pay yourself first? You can do for, if you're a, I don't want to say a bad saver. I never put anything negative out there. If you haven't learned the habit of saving and paying yourself first, set up a bank account and through your own job, your job sometimes will allow you to have your paycheck deposited in two or three accounts. Mm. Use one of those accounts and do automatic saving. This way you didn't touch it. It didn't come into your bank account first and you accidentally spend it and then you're trying to save after. Right. Right, You don't see it. You don't even know it. You didn't even know you had it because you didn't see it. Right. Right. So that's how you pay yourself first. Don't worry about your bills. You have to learn to spend less. And sometimes people can live the bare minimum. They just need more income. There's Mm. nothing you can do for somebody who doesn't make more income other than to show them how to make more income. Okay. So that can counter the lifestyle that you want to live. Hey, you could be a great big spender and buying all of the material things but you need the income to support that. Don't run everything on your credit card. Correct. Because Correct. paying credit cards at 26%, 27%, think about what you could do with that money if it was in your bank account. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's also, it's mainly about budgeting because even if you had multiple incomes coming in and you're spending and you're spending, make sure you budget correctly because you can spend on cruises and material things and then your yeah. phone is off, then your lights is off then your gas is off. It's all about budgeting correctly. My thing is make sure you take care of your household first and then whatever's left after paying yourself, after treating yourself, then okay, then it goes to the side. Because I also had did a hundred envelope challenge with a friend of mine. And the hundred envelope challenge is you you take the envelopes, it's, you know, you number each envelope one to a hundred. After all hundred envelopes is full, it's $5,050. So I told him, if you can do three sets of five, of 100 envelopes in a, in a year, that's 15000 When you go to the bank, you can, t- you know, you'll have your money without, because you got to remember, without, you know, dipping in and asking for a loan, without, 
stressing yourself out without having to work overtime. Because if you look at it, when you eat out, that's money. When you go to the store, there's change left from the supermarket. When you buy yourself pairs of sneakers and stuff like that, there's always something left to just stick in an envelope. And then before you know it, I did Christmas, my kids Christmas with envelope money one year. And it didn't even stress me out. Bills and everything was paid and envelope money. I, well, I, it just was a lot of singles. Like I went to the strip club, but <laughs> but it was, you know, it didn't stress me out. It wasn't overwhelming because, you know, holiday time, how I'm going to manage um, providing for my kids and then also keeping my household situated because I don't want to bring the year in with my bills behind because I made sure Christmas was situated or Thanksgiving was situated or birthday situated, you know, so it's more so it's mainly about consistency and ded being dedicated to it because you can talk it, whatever. It's just mainly about being dedicated to it. Right. That's but, mainly it. but if people don't have the literacy behind the financial aspect, they can't budget. No matter how you try to budget, if you don't know how to budget, right? You need to know why. You, right. right, you will mess it up. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just how it is. It's human nature to. But it's all on how you teach yourself too. Because everything that they give us, we not. It's we for one. It's going to be one or two things. They don't understand it, or they're not giving us the full thing about it. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So they can give us the bare minimum, and then now we have to just take it and stretch with it. In my opinion, am I right or wrong, Renee? Yeah, but if nobody gives you the bare minimum, what do you do? So that that's what we're out here to try to help people understand is and you know, yes, you can say I can I could try to put money in the envelope, but there are people who aren't even able to understand why to even do that. Mm. You know, they're with the basics of I just spend because I know I have a job and next week another paycheck is coming and it's spending yeah, a lot of people right. Right. So, you know, that that mindset and who cares? I owe people. And when I die, I die owing people <laughs> that some people still think that way. Sadly. Yes, and, and that comes from, they probably grew up in that same situation mm -hmm. and that's what they saw their parent do. So mm -hmm. it's about mindset change too. So I think it's great that you're doing the envelope challenge. I don't think that everybody can get there yet. Okay. You're okay. probably, you're probably more advanced than a lot no. of people who, <laughs> A lot of people who are just winging it every week. Right. Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of people winging it. Right. right. There's too much month left at the end of their money, right? Because right. they <laughs> ran out of money at day 20 or day 15, and the month is still ticking is away. So <laughs> but it's all on how you do it. Or, you know, it's all on your own timing. If it takes you instead of 90 days to do, well, instead of 100 days or four months maybe to do a hundred envelopes, you do it at your own time. It might take somebody a year because their income is so slow, but at least there's some type of progress. There's some type of consistency. There so should who's be. to say those people aren't going to dip into those envelopes? Because they don't and, have right. the middle right. the I can't I can't make this go. I can't make uh I gotta make ends meet. They might just dip into <laughs> the envelopes anyway and then the envelopes didn't make any sense to be to be had. Right, like a savings account, you keep dipping into your savings and transferring it to checkings. It makes no mm -hmm. sense. Yeah, and then, um, but if you got, I have Bank of America savings for the the kids and I. That's one of my savings accounts. If you transfer um um five times in a three months period from your savings to your checking, they make that a checking account. You got oh, wow. We open a whole nother savings account or whatever because that is they do not play. 
Bank of America does that. My MCU, I don't know what MCU is going. MCU do their own thing because they use yeah, control. Not in control. Regulation around that. They don't want you transferring money too often. So you usually get about four transfers in the month, and then there's a regulation. They'll send you a letter and say stop doing it. Yeah, because TD, yeah. they'll give you six transfers, and then they charge you six dollars each additional transfer within I'm not time for that then that defeats the purpose because now i really ain't got no money because now y'all don't so that i guess right. that's a way for yeah. them to be like right you said, this was for your savings i'm trying to help you that's <laughs> what it is hey on everything thanks for checking in um what renee was about to say something renee we cut you up. what were you you know to? some of the um some of the people just our material spenders, yes. you know, and if we could show them how much they would have gained by not purchasing something as opposed to putting it in their savings and how it would have compounded over the years, right. it's shocking to a lot of people and it immediately stops that habit of spending. Can you, you, can you go in further into like compounding interest? Because that is what changed my world when I thought about like saving and stuff because people do most of their savings in like you know a savings account things mm -hmm. of that nature but what can we do to have our money actually work for us correct so one is getting out of debt as fast as possible so mm -hmm. we show people how to do that um there's something called the rule of 72 if you divide your interest rate that you're either paying or earning into the number 72 it tells you how many years it takes for you to double so credit cards could be 24, 25, 26%. The amount of money that you owe could be doubling every two and a half to three years. But think about um, your savings in a bank. If it's less than 1%, it almost never doubles. Correct. So never. the goal is get people out of debt as fast as possible and then reallocate that money into some vehicle, not savings account in the bank, but some other investment vehicle that can then compound, which means grow on top of grow on top of grow over time. And then when it gets to a certain point, you now have the ability to start doing other things and making your money work for you. Maybe you get into real estate. Maybe you get into crypto. Who knows? Maybe you get into something else that can make your money work for itself. So the goal is not to work until you take your last breath on this earth, but to get yourself to a point where there's enough money working for you. And that's what you call passive. So right. passive income is what's going to allow you to go on vacation and not worry about it because mm -hmm. your money is working for itself while you're asleep. You know what I did? Um, I had I had a habit, a matcha habit of buying a matcha every day. Seven dollars, right? Seven dollars to seven fifty. Yeah. What I did was I bought the kit. I bought the matcha kit, the powder and everything. Mm -hmm. And I started making my own matcha. Nice. And then so if I got to go into the building at work, I'll take it in my little container and I'll just go buy a cup of ice from Dunkin' and pour it in there. And I saved so much money in the past three months. Mm -hmm. And you know, I realized how that $7 a day is like draining your bank account. It was unreal. <laughs> It was unreal to the like to the tune of almost a thousand, a thousand and something dollars in the last oh, wow. three months. I'm telling you, I've been saving this money because yep. I was buying it every day. Yeah, so, I'm just saying. See those little Dunkin' Donuts runs, those little Starbucks runs. You could yep. do you could do that at home, 
and it saves you so much money. You don't have to spend unnecessary money. That's what uh, that's what Renee was talking about. You have to start to live sometimes what people be- believe is below their means. You know, you have to shave it down some. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Even though we might not want to. Mm-mm. <laughs> not at all. Nobody ever wants to. You know what it is? It's you're paying for convenience. You didn't have to make it. You're paying mm-hmm. for someone else's time because time is money. Correct. In any aspect. Mm-hmm. Yes. And at this point, Monte's better. So listen, they should hire me <laughs> to do their marketing. <laughs> Monte's better. That's all I'm saying. I put the, I whip it up and got the little whisk and I'll be up in here like that. Yep. 750 saved. <laughs> I then, did that. It was, it was really just something because it's not like I can't afford it. It's just something that I was just like, whatever, let me do this because I keep buying this thing every day. And to see that right. money deducted from your card every day, like my account, I was like, oh, no, hell no. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> we sit with people and then we go through their budget. And then that's what helps them identify oh, wow, I didn't realize I was spending $400 a month on Starbucks. Mm. So it's things like that. Listen, you can continue to do that, but you need more income to support that habit. Or okay. we take that down, cut it in half or knock it out altogether. I used to commute to Manhattan every day. And when I realized I was spending $20 a day on food, that was a yeah, lot. Definitely in the city. It's 20 work days in a month on average. That's $400 a month. It was such a waste of time, mm-hmm. waste of money. And you can't get time back with compounding. So mm-hmm. once it's gone, it's gone. We, we'll be right back. We have to take a quick break, you guys, because we are at the... the we are at our 30-minute mark. Let's pay some bills and run our commercial. Yes. We'll be right what back. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> well, to podcast shows and do not know where to start. The Evening Rush Network can help you with that. Call us at 929-441-2417 or email us at theeveningrushnetwork at gmail.com for dates and prices. We got you for all your podcast needs. The Evening Rush Network. Tune in, subscribe, and share. That was quick. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> I see every everybody in the comments is talking about I need this. I need this. This is such this is such a great topic. Yes, yeah, welcome back, everybody. Renee is here to help the people in her community. We are the people in her community. Correct, definitely. Yes. Um, Aisha, thank you for tuning in. And yes, you gotta check in with Rainbow and Renee and so that you can get squared away because they the truth. Don't forget to follow us at our business pages below, Envious Creations and Rainbow Refreshers. If you are interested... uh, Photos is coming real. Yes, it is under construction. Our 360 photos for Precious, definitely stand by on that. Please follow us on our Instagram page and our Facebook page, Queens of NYC Podcast. I didn't forget it that time. (laughs) Also, big shout out to 108 Soul. They shout us out every, every Sunday from 12 to 2. DJ Tubor Kane, we love you. We appreciate the love and the Amen. support. We do love you. Thank everybody. Today's topic is what do we lack fin- in financial literacy? With your host, of course, me, Envy, Precious. Wait, 
and our lovely guest miss renee on financial literacy our our life coach correct she's a financial coach. coach financial coach she's like i'm not facing nobody's life <laughs> she's trying to i'm back for it you fix somebody's finances you actually can fix their life right hello <laughs> lord renee and fix your health and educate y'all better get in here and start Talk about healthy you was what you were saying about you have to get them to learn financial literacy and then there are steps after that what are the steps after once getting someone to learn financial literacy so we'll go in order of what's most important in your financial house i should say so you want to understand what's coming in and going out Mm-hmm. And then the next most important thing is getting proper life insurance. Okay. Because no matter whether you're young, old, we all have to die. That's the only thing promised is the exact and taxes. And taxes. taxes. Right. <laughs> we, we can get around the taxes. We can't get around. Taxes, the taxes. Yes. Right. We so, can get around a little bit of the taxes. Yeah. But the the important part about life insurance, one is that we need to bury ourselves, however you decide to do it. Mm. The majority of us leave family members behind. So you need right. to take care of your obligations and your family once they're once you're gone. But then also people don't realize that life insurance is a wealth creator. Mm-hmm. And the wealthy have been using it for years. Okay. So when you have large life insurance policies, when you pass away, that moves tax-free to the person you chose to receive it, which is called key a beneficiary. Keyword, Renee, say the keyword again. Right, tax free. Yeah. But isn't it when it's a difference between it being whole life and um, it's two different policies. It's a whole life policy. There's, well, no, there's, more, there's more than two. Okay, but yeah. there, it depends on the policy before it can it can actually have a cash value. Because some policies well, we're not talking hope. about cash value yet. We said when you die. It goes tax-free to the beneficiary. Right, but so that's no matter what, what whatever type of life insurance it is, that's not cash value. Mm. There's term and there's permanent. Whole life is a type of permanent. Okay. We're not talking about growing cash. We're just talking about somebody has life insurance. Right. They die, somebody gets a check. Tax-free. Mm. Okay. Because mm. I, I was reading on something that most, some policies are either or, either to cash out or either to just bury. I, I'm not sure exactly if it was correct. That's why I said I know it's all the way not clear. But so, I know a lot of times it don't be both, right? So the difference is there's two types of life insurance. Okay. Temporary. Think of mm-hmm. it like a car. You pay okay. for a certain term. That's why they call it term, 10, 20, okay. 30 years. The only time that it pays out is if there's a death. So the person whose life it's on, the right. insured, they die the beneficiary gets the money still okay. tax-free. Now the other type is now that's going to expire 10, 20, 30, 40 years, whatever you chose. The other type is permanent, which takes you through your end of life. Mm. It'll guarantee you that it'll last through 120, 122, whatever else it is these days. Okay. And life insurance uh, companies are insuring people to 122 now because they know that we're living longer than that. So they'll yeah. extend again. It used to be 80. It went to a hundred. But inside of permanent insurance, there's different flavors. 
whole life, what you said is plain vanilla. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nothing okay. to right? Then there's universal. Universal is more flexible. It can do mm. some things. And then you get into the banana splits of index universal and variable universal. So you can now, with those other end of life insurance that's permanent, create wealth with those. Now, the whole life, agents used to tell people, well, you know, you can grow money in there and borrow from it. And yes, you can, but it's not your money to borrow from. Mm. It's the life insurance company's money to borrow from. Right. And when you borrow it, it's like borrowing from a bank. You're, they're going to give you maybe 3% interest as it grows, but they're going to charge you between 5 and 8%. Because it's not your money. So when you pass away, if they're still alone on that policy, they're taking their money back. Of course, of course. So they're going to take it back. Either you're going to pay it back or they're going to reduce the death benefit to your beneficiary. Mm -hmm. They're going to get their money back one way or the other. So right. if you want to grow cash in a policy that belongs to you and you can use it, whole life is not for that. That's mm. not what you want to use that for. You want to use that for death benefit. What if you want to grow cash and use it while you're alive, you want to use a universal type of life insurance. Okay. Universal is much more flexible. Universal means flexible. You can grow cash in there. It will grow unlimited and it will all be tax free. That cash in there and it belongs to you. You can borrow it, pay it back, not pay it back. Use it for whatever you want to use it for. Buy real estate, buy crypto, send your kid to right. college, whatever you want to, but it's yours. Okay. So that's a universal type. And that too, when you pass away, if it's structured correctly, that cash is going to the beneficiary tax-free as well, along with the death benefit. Okay. So yeah, the yeah, whole life- how much money this person will have? Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's why she say a lot of times they be getting rich or simple life insurance. No, I set my kids up good. My kids, my kids are set up really well. I took out 550,000 and my kids are, they set. I, I wow. have them set up for whole life because I was, I was, I was unexpectedly hit with a death benefit that I could not believe happened and I did not see it coming and I had no knowledge about the importance of just having good insurance, not right. just, you know, regular. Now I took out the max. If I could take out any more, I would because <laughs> me, I want my kids to be set up. I don't want say he just became one of your kids. <laughs> no, you did not. And don't try to kill me out <laughs> But no, I definitely set them up, you know, really good because I experienced what it what it felt like to not for somebody to die and not have any insurance. And that was my mom. I thought my mother had insurance because that's what she okay. told us that she had insurance. Right. So mm -hmm. even though my kids are teenagers, they know exactly where to go. And my mother in law knows where to go. There, I have three different policies. They all total up to five fifty. The kids know where to go. I had to make right. sure because my mother my mother death scarred me. Right. To anybody for any kind of money and yeah. not have all of that money the funeral home was requir requiring. Mm -mm. Don't shut up. And that's so sad because in our in our community, there's so many people with no life insurance. Right. Like, even to just have like anything to just bury them or cremate them, whatever it is that they decide that they want to do, you know, but there's so many people who don't have 
5,000, 10,000, 20, nothing. They not have nothing. They have like a GoFundMe. Right. But someone asked, what would you, what would be the best thing to do? One policy or several? Renee. It depends on what you need. Uh, there's no right or wrong answer for that. And, mm. and, there, and you can even blend. So you might have term insurance for while your children are young and your mortgage is high and you've got car payments and all of these other things. You might have term for a certain period of time and you might also have permanent insurance to go along with that. So I, it's got to be a different situation for every person. So we don't have anything that says you and you and you all get the same thing. Mm. It's really based on what your goals are and what your okay. life situation is. Okay. So my that's question that's why you have to sit down and talk to somebody. Most people that sell life insurance, they just be like, oh, you said so you wanted $10,000? Here, and they give you a policy. They don't even ask right. you any real right. questions. They don't really care that all they're just there to sell the insurance. They don't really care. Right. Hey, Mike, how are you? My question, hey, Renee, what is your financial advice to um, a lot of upcoming entrepreneurs or even one entrepreneurs that are consistent and, you know, like I said, whether up and coming or fully going, mm -hmm. Nobody wants to be in a situation that their business is consistent and then now they're broke or they're struggling because they're trying to bring their business out because they lack certain knowledge. So what would be your advice to that? So if it comes to life insurance and or they're trying to build wealth while they're growing and becoming an entrepreneur, definitely do that. You know, there's always a way. It, it really depends on you prioritizing what's going on in your life. It's important mm -hmm to have life insurance for any number of reasons. So even though you may be growing your business, you probably have some money coming in right. and you may need to shift it and make sure that life insurance is on the top of the list of things that need to be paid every month, like your car or like your mortgage. So everything has a priority right. in life. And unless we make it a priority, it doesn't happen, right? Mm -hmm. So think about, you know, we, we've got these, well, I'll tell you one thing, student loans don't die with you. Mm. They go to your next of kin. You really? need to have life insurance. Yes, they do. And they survive bankruptcy. Wow. So private loans do. So okay. you need to go and make sure that you've got some sort of life insurance that will cover that because it will go to your children. It goes to your next of kin. So it's terrible for you to be alive and living your best life out there and not paying your student loans and now you pass away and your children are stuck with it. Right? Mm. So that's not fair to them. I ain't got look, I don't have no kids yet, but if, <laughs> I <made them> student <laughs> loans. if I happen to have kids, I may then pay my student loans because otherwise they may not get paid. No, I'm joking. Mike, yeah, <laughs> definitely life insurance is definitely the main priority because at the end of the day, you don't want to leave your family with that bill, regardless of how much money you have in the bank, regardless of whatever the situation yep. is, you know your lifestyle, you know. Regardless, if however much money you have in your account, you still want to make sure there's no stress on the family. Because you can you have insurance on your phone, and a lot of people have insurance on their house. And you can also have life. like life insurance for like business partners can also have life insurance for the business. God forbid yeah. something. God forbid one of the partners die, and then they're left. The other partners left to carry on. There's life life insurance on them to help them keep the business to keep going. the business afloat okay Mike, yes. you tune into this show every week 
if you don't listen to nothing I gotta say, well, you do because you here every week, right? We love you. <laughs> Rainbow and Renee, you talking about you ain't no life insurance is at the top is a top priority. It is you definitely get with, with them and, and and do what you need to do. Let's go, Mike. Come on. <laughs> no, student loans are not consolidated with the government. They will definitely follow you, like she stated. Once you pass on, they will go to your next account. So pay those student loans, people. Mama Precious. <laughs> Um, <laughs> definitely no. pay your student loans definitely have life yeah, insurance but all, other than life insurance what is like your financial advice for us working people and us entrepreneurs as well you know other than saving what if what if there's no way to save what do you suggest if you're making money there's got to be a way for you to be able to figure out how to protect yourself so you need you can do federal loan. Uh, is that question for they the said federal loans? loans or private loans? Do they follow me and do they follow you when you pass on private loans? Okay, yeah, the federal loans they'll die with you, but the private loans will follow you through bankruptcy and through death into the next generation. But, um, so how do you save if you can't save? Um, no, because you have people doing business. Sorry to cut you off. Like, for example, you have us a lot of working people that live check to check. Then you have a lot of entrepreneurs that just live, let's say, for the sale. You know, um, I made the sale. I made my profit. And then now I got to spin it and put it towards that. What do you suggest? Because a lot of people don't know how to budget, whether it's as a, um, a hardworking person or whether as an entrepreneur. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Some people just don't know how to budget. But. Uh, they need to sit with somebody if they don't know how, whenever we don't know how to do something, we either have to get a book or we have to ask somebody mm. because we can't claim ignorance Correct. And, and be okay with that because it's only going to hurt us. And I'll tell you, if you don't learn how to budget, you're going to lose your business because right. that is a place where you absolutely need to learn how to budget. You need to know what's coming in. You've mm -hmm. got people who are responsible um, within your organization for, for doing work and you need to pay them. Correct. You need to pay your taxes as well. So right. I would suggest that they just sit with somebody to get the basics and understanding of how do I manage the, the things that are coming in and out of my business so that I don't mess this up because the last thing you ever want to do is mm -hmm. get into a problem with the IRS. And if you don't keep your books on top game, you will end up messing up the taxes that you owe them. And once you're in bed with them, you can't get out. It's hard. Mm, okay. And don't mess that up. Just okay. ask somebody who's qualified to be able to help you. And then there's ways that you can actually run life insurance through. And, and Rainbow was talking about it to run that through your business and have it be a business expense. Because think about, Sometimes there are key people in the business who generate revenue for you. Say it's your, your top sales guy or it's your operations manager. What would happen if he decided to leave? Does everyone else in the company know how to manage or generate sales? So mm. life insurance policies can kick in and help to support the business until you find a replacement. Or let's say you're in a partnership with somebody. That partner dies and now all of a sudden you're in partnership with their spouse. That spouse doesn't know anything about the business. Right. You don't like that spouse. <laughs> now you're stuck with them legally because they inherited the shares. The right. died. 
So there's life insurance that can give you money to buy out that person. Life insurance can do a lot of things for people and also long-term care. People don't think about this, but we all have a family member who either had to go to a nursing home or mm -hmm. needed a home care attendant, mm -hmm. or maybe you just needed somebody to be there for you, change your house or whatever. Life insurance can be utilized to pay those bills while you're mm -hmm. alive. Okay. So that you don't run through all of your assets, because I'll tell you, Medicare and Medicaid don't want to kick in a dime if they know that you have money. Right? Yeah. Like, Use your money right. first, and then I'll help you out. That's exactly what they say. There's, they said if a family that pr pretty much just pays everything for cash, is that is that pop? Is that not is that is that a negative thing? Like, is that something that should be done? Like, you're supposed to pay cash for everything, or should you have some type of credit? It's oh. the world, The wor as much as people will say, I don't need credit, this country runs on credit. Mm. You need to have a good credit score at all times. Okay. All times. There's not one day in your life where you don't need to have a good credit score. I'm telling you, it affects you getting a car. It affects you getting a rent, a rental place. Yes. Right? You run your credit. Right. It affects you getting a bank account. It That's right. Everybody runs a credit check. The minute that you give them your social security number and you sign that paper, that's so mm -hmm. that they can run the credit check. So they want to know if you're not paying other people, you're not going to pay me either. Correct. So it goes back to your habits. And that's why you need to have um, a good credit score, because even if you need cable, you might not be able to get cable. You might yeah. have to rent an apartment. Right, right. People have been turned down for that. I'll tell you that you people get have been turned down. Or they require a large deposit. Yeah. Or it just costs you more. When you go to get a car or a mortgage, they run your credit. And if your score is not Definitely good or your, right. your payment history is not good, they charge you more because you're a risk. Absolutely. You're a risk of not paying. That's like car insurance too. If you don't have, if you haven't, you know, never had a license or you're like a new driver and you're wondering why your policy is so high, it's because you're you're a liability. Right. They and just asked Mike asks, okay, ladies, can a son or daughter get part of the life insurance from the business part of it? Can this uh yes, depends on how it is written up in terms of who the owner is and the beneficiary and the insured. So there's something called executive bonus. Oh, the okay. family member can be named as the beneficiary, but if there's something like key man or key person where you want to support the operations in case somebody leaves, then no, they wouldn't get a part of that because the company is the beneficiary. Mm, okay. So, so it's more on how you fill out your paperwork, so to say. Yeah. So when you're working mm -hmm. with your coach and your agent, you have to be specific with them and they should be asking you these types of questions. What do you need it for? And who do you want to benefit from this? And that's when we sit there and we are able to determine how to really structure it. That's in your best interest. Okay. I have a question. I have a, I have a general question. Has anyone ever sat down with somebody for life insurance and they ask you, what do you want this money for? I, I had sat down with somebody for life insurance because they were trying to recruit me to sell life insurance and I just didn't have patience. <laughs> so, I, but I was asking different questions and like at one time, um, uh, Trans America, Trans, one of the trans companies for life insurance, they were trying to um, recruit me to be 
a representative. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. right. But I have my life, I have my life insurance at the time through MCU. And they were saying, Oh, you have too many policies and this, that, and the third, and we can combine you into one. And what do you need it for? It was like 50 million questions. And then I'm like, Well, then same questions too. So it was just like, no, thank you. But they do I ask that they when, have too many life insurance policies. Because even like one of my co-workers, she had a total of eight policies, and it's just her and her two kids. And it was like they kept telling her it was too much. When they cashed her out, they had to cash her out about fifty thousand because they combined her with the next company. Like they were saying, she was spending too much. Whether it was the monthly fee or however mm-hmm. it was, they cashed her out for. Uh, instead of eight policies, they gave her three policies for cheaper with more value, if it makes got sense. It. Okay. Well, then in that case, it makes sense. Yeah. Right. In that case, right. it makes sense. I got right. Right. It makes sense. You right. Can, you can, <laughs> no one can ever tell you you have too many life insurance policies if you're paying the right amount. Correct. But if they, can find, if they can definitely find you something for more, for cheaper, definitely take it. You get more bang for your buck, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, when, I, when I got my life insurance, um, when I first started out with life insurance, I got it through my job, and I'm a city worker, so I got it through MCU first. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, but they sat down with me. That like we had a we had a long conversation, so I knew okay. what it was that I wanted. Like I knew right. what it was. I knew why I needed this life insurance. It wasn't just the regular. Life insurance. I need life insurance to make sure my kids don't ever feel like I felt in the moment when my mother passed away. You know, I felt right, very right. so, and that's another reason why I started saving anyway and having myself a good cushion because I have a nice cushion because I don't never want to feel hopeless again ever. Like I right, just right, so hopeless and so hopeless. So no, 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 no. But yes, they did sit down with me, and we oh, were no okay. life choices like make us I, change our thinking. No, right. I remember when my because my I have a life insurance policy. My grandmother got it for me, and the man came to the house and he didn't ask my grandmother any questions. He was like, "How much money? How much you want to take out? And how much you want to pay?" And that was it. He didn't ask her what do you need it for, how long. He didn't ask her any like specific <laughs> questions. He didn't. You got I a nice a cushion, Bobby Precious. That does nothing for me <laughs> except when I die. That's it. Lord. Dawn, you got, I mean, uh, Preston, you and your child over here. I think Dawn trying to kill me off, though. I got to be, I got to be careful with him. <laughs> oh, man. The guy, he's the beneficiary. His name ain't on it yet. Girl. Oh, wait, he said, so either way, I better get a lawyer for all of this. Well, Mike, not if you, not you if you, right. Rainbow and Renee, we trying to give you the tools, Mike, the tools. <laughs> So Why do you, you Renee, do you have like an office or services in case anyone wants to contact you on further information? Do are you um do you require like different type of plans and like what is what do you actually offer in your field? So I, I do have a physical office, but because of COVID, we don't really have people come to the office anymore. So everything we do is on Zoom. Okay. Um, but yeah, I book appointments through my Calendly through it. There's a link on Instagram, but I could drop the Calendly here as well. Um, but it's more of I need to understand and have conversations with them about what it is that they want to achieve in life. And then we work from there. So it might not be life insurance. Maybe they're good. It might be investments. It might be saving for retirement. It might be. Can you tell me what this 401k 15x is or something? You know, they always mix up the letters and the numbers and everything because they just don't understand. And it's not that right. nobody's explaining it. So 
I can explain a lot of things to them, but it's all going to be based on what do you want what to they want to do? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I do have an office, but you know, these days everything is Zoom to be safer. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can give them your link or your Instagram information so they can follow you and contact you, and then you you know move further from there. Okay. Uh, on Instagram and Facebook, I'm Renee Rakenna, first name, last name. Um, and then my Calendly is calendly.com backslash Renee Rakenna. And they can schedule through there. I don't think I can type in here because this looks like it's private. Dawn, type it in for her. Dawn, so I don't, I don't see any of those questions either. Um, You can, uh, well, it's. Oh, you can go over to me and say comments. You don't see them, Renee? I'm sorry. Well, I if can't comment either, so she might be right. No, if you oh. want to type it, if you type it in the chat, if you put it in the private chat, then Dawn can transfer it over to the um comments. Main chat, yep. Mm -hmm. Our producer will put it in the main chat. Yes, see, Renee is a queen in her own right out here trying to help everyone family right. we are we are trying to help middle class families budget save live life Correct. get life insurance Correct. get life insurance people it may it, it may not be the thing but you need it anyway <laughs> no yes. if you have life if you have insurance on your phone and insurance on your car it should make you no have sense insurance, you don't on, have your insurance on your life when There's anything happens. The thing. It needs to be the thing that you take very serious. I'm telling you. And it's not funny to have to do a GoFundMe. Correct. Correct. Certain cases, it's kind of embarrassing. Like, you got all of this going on. You've been doing this. And you you on Facebook front. And you got all this kind of money. And you outside. And now, can and we donate? Is, people don't realize so -so? The, younger, the younger you are, the better it is. You get a better rate when you're young and healthy. As you get older, it becomes a little bit more difficult. Not right. saying no, you can't get anything, but just it's a little bit more dif difficult. So if you if you don't have life insurance for yourself, get it for yourself and for your kids. Correct. Correct. Get for your kids, please, people. And it doesn't have to be a, a huge policy. You can start off small to your budget. And then you can always increase it as your yeah. income get a little bit better. And as you know, life changes and you feel, okay, you know what? I need a little bit more. Yeah. Life life insurance should change with your lifestyle. So Absolutely. maybe you get it or your, your parents got it for you when you were young. Now you're an adult. Maybe you're getting married. You have children. You need different types of life insurance. It doesn't mean that you can't get out of it or add more to it or just change it. These things can be done to, to move along with you in life. But think about, so this conversation is more towards the level of let's just take care of the people or the expenses while we're alive. Mm -hmm. You know, there are people who are at the level where I want to leave a legacy for my family, millions of dollars. I can go right. and get life insurance to do that because what's the likelihood of me saving that right. or buying a policy that has it from day one? It's not like life insurance has to build up. If you buy a life insurance policy that's $500,000, it's $500,000 from day one. Correct. All right. So, you know, that's how we should be thinking about leaving a legacy for the next generation. Then we should be thinking about how do I grow things that are tax-free? Forget about life insurance, but just in general, how do I reduce my tax exposure? Because that just puts more money back in my pocket that yeah. I can do better things with. Correct. 
their life insurance isn't the only vehicle that is tax-free, which a lot of people don't know. <laughs> I have a Roth IRA. Look at me. I'm out here getting tax-free. <laughs> <laughs> so explain what's that for the people who don't know. It's an IRA. It's money. It's pretty much, I don't have a, I don't have a full 1K at my job. So I have to pretty much save my own money. Yeah. So I have a Roth IRA. I can have a traditional IRA, but there <laughs> are taxes. <laughs> Rainbow step mommy. <laughs> there would be taxes that would be taken out when it's time for me, when, when it matures, because you have to wait till you're 59 and a half to be able to even touch the money. So when I became, when I become 59 and a half, whatever money that I put in there, plus whatever money that it's made in the market, because you have to remember everything, everything is in the stock market, everything. Mm -hmm. so, so it's like a pension is, too. Huh? So it's like a pension, so to say. It's my, yeah, it's, it's my own pension that I'm paying myself. Oh, that's good. So you so actually put, paying I yourself, put, that's I good. I put money into it and then. The market helps it grow, so whatever, what have you. But until I'm 59 and a half, I can't touch it. But once I'm able to touch it, it's tax-free. I don't have to pay Uncle Sam for my money. That's good. That's good. Plus, the market might have, you know, giving <laughs> me, me some more money. Right, right. Get all the coins. That's as you should. So what, I'm, what I'm actually looking to do is my my blood levels was a little low, but I started taking some liquid iron. So I'm gonna try to get me one of those universal index life insurance policies Renee was talking about, so that I'll have protection on my growth okay. and whatever. I'll never lose my money. Good, good, and always That's save good. financially. Everybody has to save. Some type of way. Some type yeah. of way. Even and if it's a dollar a day. Get an IUL. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> they will definitely have an index universal life insurance policy. So oh, they, my Lord. Y'all rich. And nobody paying this man no mind. Why we keep reading his comments? We are not paying down any mind. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Renee, is there anything you want to close us out with? Any Anything else that you would like to run by us before we exit? I, I want everybody to think about <clears throat> just protecting their family and whatever assets they have. You've got to be, you can't save your way to retirement because inflation just eats it up. You've mm. got to find a way to invest and you can invest and protect it. But let's think about doing something more for ourselves now, as opposed to running around and just having red bottoms. Look, right, right. It's nice to look cute, but you know what? I want my bank account to be fat first and then look cute. Absolutely. It's a different type of broke when all your bills and everything paid. Yep. Right. When you say you broke and you paid all your bills plus paid yourself, you were like, right. I'm broke, but it's okay. Uh, absolutely. It's okay <laughs> right. yeah. I'm broke right. because my priorities are straight. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. That's the best type of broke. You sit yep. back and you be like, oh, but I'm good. And anything else that after you pay for and anything else coming in, it's like, well, now I can sit on it. Mm -hmm. That's the best yep. part. True indeed. Financially budgeting correctly. Absolutely. Right. That's the main thing. But we thank you, Miss Renee. And we thank appreciate you for having you. me. And we hope people do reach out to you for different advice. Please follow us on our business pages. Rainbow Refreshers, Envious Creations, 360 Photos is under construction. So stand 
clear for that one. Precious is in the works with that. If you care to donate, hit us up on our cash app, dollar signs, Queens of NYC podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Queens of NYC. And also, if you missed the big announcement and if you didn't see it, it's on Instagram or Facebook. Okay. We are now on Pandora. So, yes, if you care to hear us, last month we was on Mixcloud, added to the list. Now, this month we are on Pandora. The Evening Rush was on a couple billboards, staying clear. We taking over the sound waves and the airwaves and we y'all say y'all say y'all outside we all over so yes the evening rush network we we everywhere so yes thank y'all for y'all support we appreciate y'all catch us follow us queens nyc podcast rainbow refreshers envious creations pure beauty o2 but that's going to change to 360 photos in a minute once you get everything else situated so don't even worry about it we gonna be working on it. We working on how we pushing her as we should, and mm. we gonna make it do. So we will definitely see y'all next Monday. Yes. <laughs> Thank you again, Renee. We will see y'all next Monday. We appreciate y'all. Later, Thank you, ladies. <laughs>